Hi, and welcome to the Automotive Tech Info Podcast, the program where technicians talk to technicians, offering diagnostic tips in 10 minutes or less. This podcast is brought to you by Automotive Tech Info to help you learn while you listen. I'm your host, Tony Mala, and we'll be presenting information for and by automotive technicians in a unique learning opportunity to grow your knowledge, insight, and understanding of the automotive technology you see in the shop every day, one nugget at a time. Hi, we're back talking with Scott Brown, owner of Connie and Dick's Auto Service Center in Claremont, California, and well-known trainer in the automotive industry. The topic has been ADAS, Advanced Driver Assist Systems, and we are continuing that series of discussions on what you need to know, not just to service and repair these incredibly complex safety systems, but what you need to do to inform your customers about exactly what you're doing to their vehicles and why and how this is a good thing for them. Scott, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me, Tony. This is an exciting topic. We let off last time talking about consumers and how nobody ever reads the owner's manual. But, you know, I think it's important for consumers to understand just what role these new systems play in keeping them safe and in helping them to avoid those accidents that the ADAS systems seem to be helping with. What have you heard about that? Are ADAS systems actually helping to reduce the amount of, of accidents that people have? Oh, yeah, most definitely. So there, there are some studies out there about uh, the reduction of events. There's a study, and I'm just going to cite this from, from memory, so it may be a little fuzzy, but General Motors, I think in uh, 2017, did a study mm-hmm. with a university out there of all their vehicles that had certain safety systems uh, from 2013 to model year 2017. And they looked at the reduction of events, like backing crashes, okay, mm-hmm. were reduced by about 84% with cars that had that rear cross-traffic alert warning type system. Forward collision warning, even going back to, say, a level zero car, mm-hmm. level zero would be only warnings, uh, visual or an audible or haptic type warning, helping consumers reduce those events, right? It gives them a little warning. They hit the brake. That rear end collision did not happen. So in the past, that probably would have happened or may have been a minor collision or what have you, but that would have become a statistic. Hmm. These events that are not actually happening, those are, we're blind to those, but they are, they are making a big difference. I have personally been in cars where I may have just dropped off attention just for a moment, got a little warning and got on the brake and thought, wow, okay, that could have been ugly. So these systems definitely do work. And this is why we, you know, as service professionals, we need to continually reinforce the fact that these are systems that can lend a hand in driving the car. I mean, this is what they are. They're driver assistance systems. And we need to continue to get that message back to the consumer so that they hold the value in those. And then they want to entrust you as a service provider to ensure that those systems are operating at the standards that they were originally developed to withhold. That's an important point you just made. I want to reinforce that. Trust. Our business is all about trust. It's about forming a relationship with the customer. And they are, in fact, relying on you to keep them abreast of what it is their most important transportation system needs to keep going every time they turn that key or push that button in the morning, that it's going to start and it's going to get them where they want to go and it's going to do so safely. But too many consumers are woefully, again, unaware of anything in their vehicles and don't ever read the owner's manual, 
But that, I think, is a role that the service provider can perform that would actually help to build even a better relationship, I think, with their consumers and help them to understand as this technology is changing, other things change as well. For example, in in some cases, the cost of doing a job that used to be less expensive and now is more expensive because of, of certain calibration operations that have to happen. Have you found that to be the case in your business? Oh yes, uh, most definitely. So we've, you know, we've had situations where we explain because we know all the facts up front. You know, we mm-hmm. we know that hey, this tire service, new tires and wheel alignment on this vehicle is also going to require carrying out this particular procedure. We can do these procedures pretty efficiently, so we can basically kind of work them in an attractable level than just adding on a, a you know a high end standalone expense. So. We show the customer up front, hey, we're capable, we are the experts, we know how to do this, but it is going to cost a little bit more. But I think that we're building the value in our service by showing the, the level of professionalism that we're delivering and ensuring that, hey, their car, their, their highly sophisticated automobile is in good hands when it's here in for service, because we are the ones that are paying attention to all this technology. And so it's about basically building that trust and that's how you do it. You do it by demonstrating your professional skill set and aptitude in being able to address these uh, particular systems. So you build that out and then the customer starts to have more, they appreciate that value that they have in their automobile, one to keep them safe or their family safe, and they're willing to compensate you for doing the right thing. And hopefully now being the, the trusted source that they're going to be relying on well into the future. Well, you know, consumers need this sort of thing these days. It's not just intimidating for them. At this point in time, the technology has gone so far beyond what the average do-it-yourselfer was dealing with, let's face it, when you and I were younger mm-hmm. and you didn't have all this technology, there's certain things you simply can't do. And you do need to rely on a service professional. And that puts them in, in a lot of people feel vulnerable in that regard. And it's important to reassure them that they are not only getting the expertise they need, they are getting the honest service that they are expecting at a fair price. And I think that's been the hallmark of what the independent automotive aftermarket does uh, all along. And I think, I think this is just another great way to, uh, to reinforce that. Agreed. Yeah. I think, you know, consumer education is, is very critical. And I'll just add another point there that just came to mind. Having you, uh, the service provider, being able to bring forth the, the correct information, because some, some consumers might do some reading and they may have the wrong idea on how these systems operate. Having you there to basically instill the trust in actually how these systems are to behave so that you can manage expectations, because you're going to have service challenges where a consumer may come in and then after they've gotten some sort of service unrelated to the ADAS system, they may now perceive that something doesn't seem to be working properly mm-hmm. and where it may actually be working properly because it's just, it doesn't have that certain capability in that particular situation. So being able to smooth out those rifts that happen, and we've had many here in our shop, will instill that trust. And now you continue to, to reinforce that professionalism that you're always striving for. We'll return to our interview after this word from our sponsor. Automotive Tech Info provides professional technicians with a regular diet of repair information on BMW, Mercedes-Benz, Nissan, Toyota, Volvo, Volkswagen, Audi, Porsche, and more. 
It's free access to technical knowledge and insight from professional technicians for professional technicians. Simply register at www.automotivetechinfo.com to gain access to our database of technical wisdom that is easy to use and searchable by keyword, vehicle manufacturer, or publish date. It's a convenient technical resource to keep you ahead of what's coming into your shop every day. For more information, visit our website at automotivetechinfo.com. And now back to our interview. And you had mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of the work being done on the ADAS systems right now, frankly, is collision related because the car was involved in an accident more than, you know, an actual mechanical failure because the systems are still fairly new and very reliable, it seems. But two questions for you. One is, are there any regulations in place at this point in time within vehicle inspection systems? You're in the state of California. They have the BAR that require the verification of the functions of these safety systems. Does that exist, one? And two, what other sorts of regulations are organizations like the California BAR looking at with respect to the ADAS systems that the repair shops need to know about? Yeah, these are great, great points. And I'm actually involved with the state of California and at the BAR, the Bureau of Automotive Repair. Currently, there really are no requirements for a mandated type ADAS inspection. Mm -hmm. The closest thing that we have today is called a brake and light inspection. And that is only required on a vehicle that has been declared a a total loss Mm. and then is becoming retitled as a salvage vehicle. So it's being put back together, being put back on the road, but they have to go through this brake and light inspection. But the brake and light inspection is way antiquated. It, It doesn't even factor in any of these, say, adaptive headlights or lane keeping systems or what have you. But the state knows this. I know some of their administrators there, these guys are technicians. They are working on some regs now, and it's going to focus more on the collision because again, they are the front leading edge. Mm -hmm. There will be some sort of requirement or validation that you've got a high featured vehicle with ADAS systems on it. When you repair it, you're putting that vehicle back into service with all of the systems operating that the way that they were designed from the factory. We're probably looking at a couple of years down the road, but these are going to be opportunities for mechanical shops, them partner with a collision center to be able to fill that gap and and ensure that uh, these systems are actually put back together. And I would want people to really start looking at this because I see that there may be deficiencies during their processes. You know, when the collision center has the car partially apart, that is a time that they want to make sure certain measurements are done properly. Because when they put bumpers back on covering all these things up and then bring that car in for a calibration, you don't want to have to take that bumper back off and correct an angle. So having a mutual interest there with the two levels of service, I think is appreciable. But yeah, I think that this brake and light inspection definitely needs to be augmented. We had a case here uh, last year with a customer that had bought a salvaged uh, title vehicle and their ADAS system was uh, doing some bizarre things and the car would actually jerk to the left, it would actually, the EPS would change lanes on them periodically. And, and it was a mechanical fault, but all of the warning lights and all the electronics were buzzing. And this vehicle went for multiple service visits to try to get the problem rectified and it never got solved until it got to us and uh, we were able to solve it. But that car got a brake and light certification and was put back on the road. And it was absolutely not safe for that consumer to drive. And it was just amazing. So there's a lot of improvement coming and it's, uh, it's well needed. Where do you go to, to keep up with this information on a regular basis? What should we be reading and, and paying attention to? 
We're living in an information age and we've been in it for, you know, multiple decades now, ever since the internet's been around. So there's, there are plenty of channels of uh, data to, to add to your feed. You know, one, I'll let you know that the diagnostic network is a great platform because mm-hmm. you get to see some of the things that are actually happening in, in real time in the service bays uh, around the world. ICAR, again, as we mentioned, you can go to that website. There are some free resources that you can take advantage of. Mm-hmm. They have a whole training library there as well to consume information. Another good source is the AMI, Automotive Management Institute. They have a lot of tie-in with the OEMs, and there's some really good OEM-related ADAS training. So you can get the actual factory training, same type of training that the service technicians in their dealerships are getting. And then also just driving these high-featured vehicles. I drive one every day. In fact, I'm driving a Tesla Model 3, and it has the uh, what's called the full self-drive beta. And I've earned my way into that beta. And it is amazing to see this technology when it works properly. Now, it doesn't always work properly. You've got to be in a hyper-supervisory type role. But it is amazing to see this car actually Transition off a freeway, transition onto another freeway, exit the freeway, make turns, come to stops. It's, uh, it's absolutely amazing. So being able to witness this stuff is just, uh, I'm like a kid in a candy store sometimes with this technology. So I've fully embraced it. I think you can, you can definitely hear that. But those are the things that I recommend to uh, my service professionals that, that I train that want to get involved with this stuff so that they can stay on the front edge of the technology. A lot of the stuff that we're talking about, it doesn't matter what powertrain the system has. These are safety systems. As things go forward, again, there was a time when anti-lock brakes were just on luxury cars. Now they're standard equipment on every vehicle. And I'm sure it's just a question of time before some of the ADAS functionality becomes that way as well. Yeah. And good advice. We got to pay attention. We got to keep, uh, got to keep reading and watching. Exactly. You know, it was a few years ago that 98% of the OEMs that produce vehicles for our market, North America had committed to standard automated emergency braking for model 2022 and later. So here we are, we're in 2022 now. These are going to be supported by either cameras or radar or both. So, you know, having that knowledge of how these systems operate and and that they're there are going to help you run a smooth service operation uh, well into the future. And I can't thank you enough for being willing to share the knowledge that you have with the rest of the industry. That's how we move forward. And we appreciate you. Thank you. It's uh, been an honor to discuss this stuff. And yeah, we're far from over. I'm loving uh, every minute of this tech curve that we're currently in. We have been talking with Scott Brown, owner of Cotty and Dick's Auto Service Center in Claremont, California, well-known industry trainer and guru for everything ADAS about the advanced driver assist systems that are becoming more common among vehicles and what you need to know. Scott, again, want to thank you. I'll look forward to talking with you again next time. And for now, take care. Thank you.